Hi, I'm Joy. And I'm Janelle. And we are your hosts of the Melanin and Miles podcast. We are just two Black girls in our 20s who have traveled to over 25 countries and five continents. And we want to share our travel experiences and advice with you. Like when I went cliff jumping in Jamaica, or when I booked a flight for only $6, and even when I lived with a host family who didn't speak any English in Spain for four months. Or when I went skydiving in D.C., swam with elephants in Thailand, and won over $200 at a casino in Puerto Rico. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast and tune in every Tuesday for new episodes. Before we get into the episode, make sure you get your hands on our free Budget Babe travel guide to learn the top 10 ways you can be saving hundreds or even thousands of dollars on your next travel adventure. Get the guide straight to your inbox at melaninandmiles.com slash free. This segment of our podcast is called The Check-In, where we both update you guys on where we've been traveling and life updates in 60 seconds or less before we get into the episode. Hey guys, it's Janelle. Hey, it's Joy. (laughs) We're both checking in and we're really excited because this week it is our 50th episode. The Big Five Oh, so if you've been rocking with us for this long or you're new to our podcast, we want you to congratulate us by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts. This helps new people discover the podcast and see what we're all about in at Melanin and Miles. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Melanin and Miles. Um, This week, we want to talk more about um, different reasons to be traveling. There's a bunch of reasons why people travel, and it's often about a vacation or a holiday. But this week, we want to talk more about service trips. So today, we're interviewing um, good friends Courtney and Kayla, who both graduated from Hampton University and studied biology on a pre-med track. Courtney and Kayla both volunteered with volunteers around the world, and this organization gives students the opportunity to either work with experienced medical professionals or just give free time to travel or give and also gives free time to travel in the host country and experience a new culture. So Kayla went to Peru with this organization and Courtney had actually done the same trip in Peru and another one in Vietnam. So welcome Courtney and Kayla. Hi. Hey guys. So we're going to get into just talking about preparing for the service trip that you guys took. So let's start with Courtney. Um, So Courtney, let's hear about the application process to be a part of volunteers around the world. Yeah, so um, hey guys, I'm Courtney. I actually did, I was the main um, kind of orchestrator of the Peru trip, but I did the Vietnam trip my sophomore year and it was pretty simple. I did it with a group of students at Hampton. I believe I saw an email or a flyer. I went to the meeting and then you literally just kind of filled out an application online through volunteers around the world. And they asked you questions like, oh, where would you like to go? When's the last time you traveled? How comfortable are you with this? And what type of service you want to do? Because with these programs, you can do medical service, you can do agriculture, environmental um, conservation. There's so many things you can do with them. So you kind of have to hone in on what you want to do. And then after that, it was kind of, um, what was it? Maybe 
like bi-monthly meetings just to make sure that we were on track for buying our plane ticket. We were also learning a little bit about the country and yeah, kind of like that. So the first trip was Vietnam and I was just kind of following, following the president and the team leader and how they kind of were handling everything. And then the next trip to Peru, I was actually the team leader. So I did similar things. Kayla will probably tell you more about it, but essentially it was a very easy process, very easy application. And honestly, it wasn't that bad. Cool. So it sounds like it was pretty simple. So Kayla, can you expand on um, what volunteers around the world does and how you pick your location? Yeah, so volunteers around the world, basically you can choose any type of um, type of service that you want to do. So they have educational uh, opportunities. They have medical opportunities, which is what we did. Um, and they have a whole bunch, even like social work or something to that nature, I believe. But we obviously chose the medical and we chose under the list of medical opportunities, you have a list of countries that you could choose. And we basically took a vote during the like official, like, hey, I wanna do this meeting. Um, and everybody really wanted to go to Peru. And it was relatively cheap considering it's, it was cheaper than trying to travel like you're going on a vacation. Mm-hmm. How cheap? Um, I think if you bought your plane ticket, like at the right time, we really ended up paying like, 25 if that 2500 yeah I know it was really close to 2000 like it wasn't yeah super bad and that included yeah. the program like all, essentially all the program stuff so all the medical supplies you use the homestay we stayed at so food and the airplane ticket in those two yeah. weeks too yep okay, two, so week two weeks cool so and that included the plane as well mm-hmm. okay cool really good. so yeah, that sounds like really cool and that they have like different options. Were there any, how many countries do they have to choose from? Basically, I, you can go wherever. Honestly, there's a lot of countries in Africa that you could go to. I know you could go to Central America and South America and a lot of Asian countries as well. Sounds good. Like, I love when like programs, they don't limit you. I feel like sometimes like they limit the options, like only South America or like only this part of the world. So I think that's cool that it's like you have all the options. Yeah, that was great. So now I want to ask some more questions about the actual trip and like, what did you guys do kind of like day to day while you were there? What type of activities were happening pretty much every day for the 14 or 14 days that you were there? Yeah, so I can, um, Courtney here can go into that. So initially, you know, we're traveling. So the first, the first day and the last day is travel time. So we travel and then you first get there, you kind of have a mini orientation where they give you essentially just like a little culture lesson, like, okay, don't do this, don't do that. You move into your homestay and we had a really lovely family in Peru. They were really, really sweet. We had like, um, he don't call, call, oh my God, told us to talk, call him Tio and we had Tia and then we had like a grandma with us and they were really, really sweet and they essentially just let us know how everything was going, gave us a curfew, told us basically the parameters of their house. And then the next day was when we started our service days. And Kayla, you want to talk about the service? Yeah, so 
the group was like split up. It was about 20 of us and we were split into maybe four or five groups. Um, and it was a rotation of groups. We went to one of the free clinics in town or um, most of the time though, we went to a nearby village called Pachacutec, um, where we t did like health lessons for the children and the schools in that village. And we did like their vital signs and all that stuff. And then also another rotation was um, being in the marketplace in Pachacutec. Um, basically there we just sat in front of their pharmacy and did kind of walk up health screenings to whoever came up. And it was a great experience. It definitely tested our Spanish skills to the max. Um, but it was a great experience to be able to help people that definitely deserved it and needed it. Yeah, and then the main thing about these programs is that they're doing medical clinics in underserved areas. So we could have, we were in like Lima, Lima, Peru, which was the capital, but we would have to travel an hour out to like the deep desert. Like you could tell we were in like pretty high poverty areas because they couldn't afford the healthcare. And so they wouldn't get their blood screen, I said blood screen, excuse me, they wouldn't get their blood sugar tested or they wouldn't get fluoride on their teeth in years. So you can really tell they really appreciate it because they said, hey, I don't get this normally, so I'm going to get it where I can. That's really cool. So did you guys, um, like back to like, I guess, pre-service trip, did you guys have to um, get like a visa or a passport or anything to go? And then um, like, did you have to get like any immunizations or anything to like do these programs? Definitely had to get a visa. We did have recommended um, vaccinations. I can't remember. One of them was like yellow fever, I think. That one we didn't necessarily have to worry about as much um, because of the region. Even though it was recommended for like certain areas of Peru, it wasn't recommended necessarily for Lima, so that wasn't necessary. Mm -hmm. um, but we did have to get like malaria and stuff like that, malaria pills and that jazz. Yeah, gotcha. and I can say the same for Vietnam, too. So Vietnam, we had to get, they give you kind of a long list of things that the CDC recommends. I know some, some of them is like hepatitis, um, malaria pills. I personally never took the malaria pills. Maybe I was wild for that, but <laughs> I ended up fine. But um, malaria pills, they definitely wanted you to get, I can't remember the other ones, but it was like a little a short list of shots. And then for Vietnam, you had a stamp on visa as soon as you got there and you definitely did need a passport. Gotcha. So, okay, back to the actual program. Would you say there was a good balance of volunteering and free time? Did you guys get to do anything outside of um, the typical medical work? We definitely did. And it was amazing. Um, Courtney and I and a couple other of our volunteer uh, members, we actually got to Paracel um in lima it was or was it parasailing or paragliding which one was it i think it was paragliding it was like paragliding yeah. over the mountainside yeah it was like amazing it was right on the coast off the top of a cliff and like oh my gosh it was beautiful we got videos of it because they like used a gopro to record it um what did we went on a like excursion through um wakachina yeah wakachina where we got to like ride dune buggies um, and we saw their oasis there and we got to like go on a little wine tasting or 
was it wine? It was just alcohol in general. It was great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I think we forgot to say Huacachina is like a big, basically a really big desert in Peru. So yeah. like you literally pull up and it's like, oh my gosh, am I in Egypt? Like, this is crazy. It was just so beautiful to see all the big sand dunes. And then like Kayla said, we did, we did the sandboarding, we did dune buggies and we went to the Oasis. It was just so much fun. That's yeah. the experience that you'll never really get to experience every day. Yeah, it's, it was great. And then, you know, like after, um, after like the days after we um, volunteered, we would go to the shopping center, which was kind of really cool. Um, just kind of exploring around the local area instead of, you know, adventuring around. We got, we went to a couple bars. Um, it was, it was just so fun. I don't know. It was great. Yeah. I miss yeah, it. Yeah, no, that sounds nice. And like all of that was included in the price. Like it wasn't like you guys are paying more. Um, no so oh okay. that. yeah so all the excursions essentially everything so we had a work day and maybe starting at seven and it'll end around two or three ish everything after three o'clock we had to pay for ourselves so if we gotcha. wanted to go to a bar we had to pay for it. all the excursions we had to pay for it but they did help us with deals because they knew somebody mm-hmm. oh, yeah okay. yeah and then ubering was dirt cheap it was it was not expensive at all i mean we <laughs> ubered a lot like, we Ubered oh a lot, gosh. so it was expensive at the end. But like one Uber trip to like one of the places near Flores, which is like twenty thirty minutes away from our homestay, was five American dollars. Oh, like, yeah, and then did y'all know that there's an option on Uber to make it cash? Yes, that was the first time. Oh I yeah, ever did that. I saw oh, that in Brazil. In Brazil, they had that. Yeah, yeah, we cashed out on that instead of having to use a card. That was probably the best thing ever <laughs> hmm, nice so my next question is um specifically for Courtney and it's did you like Vietnam or Peru more and why was it the same type of like um service stuff that you were doing and then did you like the excursions more in Vietnam or did you like the excursions more in Peru oh okay um Okay, we did the same type of stuff service-wise. You both dealt with same demographic, was children, same type of deal. We did vitals and everything. So I think those are pretty even. The excursion in Vietnam, we definitely, we only really did one big excursion. That was we went to um, like a floating island. I don't know if you've seen like the typical like Vietnamese picture, but they have on the little rice hats and they're on these little canals and Mm. they're on the boat so I did that and that was really fun but Peru was the the desert was great (laughs) okay I'm gonna have to say Peru just because I really really loved our homestay um our the family was amazing I think I had more yeah more friends and more freedom on this trip so definitely Peru and then Spanish-speaking people are just so beautiful and they're so welcoming they they are so so welcoming so yes I'm gonna have to say Peru even though I love Asia so much nice and did you guys have to take like language classes or anything or did enough people speak English that it was okay or that was definitely an option but I think it ended up being really expensive to do the language classes but we advise people to like download Duolingo and practice before we left and Duolingo is free so um you know it's not hard but our direct advisors like over the volunteer um group they spoke enough English and Spanish to kind of mediate but we also ended up learning a lot of um 
common phrases and stuff that we needed to use every day. So it wasn't too bad. As someone who took French all of her life and decided to go into a Spanish-speaking country, um, it wasn't that bad, especially because I had, like she said, we had, like, the leaders with us. They could translate, and then we had a good majority of people around us knew Spanish. I was just like, hey, how do I say, did your stomach hurt again? And then Kayla (laughs) whispered to me, and it would work out perfectly fine. And then with, like, gestures and kind of just being expressive, it helped a lot, too. Gotcha. All right. And then I guess from the whole trip, um, Courtney, you can say either from Vietnam or Peru and Kayla, you can say, I guess, just from Peru. What was your favorite memory? And then what was also your biggest mistake? Kayla, you got that one first. Um, you just don't throw me out like that. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so my favorite memory I'm going to do two. I'm going to do one from just being able to venture, I would say, is the seeing the Oasis in general is, I mean, I'll have to send a picture to you guys, is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Because it's literally just this beautiful um, body of water. And then you see mountains and you see desert at the same time. It's amazing. Um and then my favorite memory from actually volunteering is just being able, the kids loved us. I mean, it was great to be able to help their lives improve, even though it's such a minor thing, but being able to do something small that in general will make a bigger impact later on, it was great. And um, my biggest mistake was not staying longer because one, <laughs> one of our people um, actually stayed like maybe a couple days longer than us and he did he like went surfing and I think he went to Machu Picchu and I was so jealous I was like if I had just a smidge more money I would have stayed with him like yeah I loved it yeah well okay here I go um my my favorite memory for Peru, I think definitely would have to be Huacachina and the Oasis and just seeing that, like, like Kayla said, the desert and the mountains was amazing. And then I had been like building up for that because I really, I saw it when we first typed in Peru. I was like, oh my God, we have to go. So to finally like plan it and plan it and like try to hype it up to everybody else and then actually to go and see everyone just having a great time. Oh, one of my top 10 moments in my life. Um, and then I'm going to say my biggest mistake would probably be from Vietnam. And it was because I didn't travel that much. I remember the other part of our group, it was three other uh, college girls and they weren't from Hampton and they went to like Northern Vietnam and they were catching buses and they saw all these beautiful things. And I was like, dang, I would have been a little bit more like organized and a little bit more informational and knowledgeable, I could have also been traveling up and down the Vietnam coast, but right. I stayed. But it's okay. Lesson learned. <laughs> yeah, now you know. You won't do it again. Um, and then was there any like major culture shock for either of you when you were away? Um, I won't say it's a culture shock for me, but I feel like for some of the citizens, I mean, there was a lot of picture taking. Mm. Um, and like I remember one instance uh, myself and one of the other members we were asked to take a picture with someone's child and she was like mentioning how we look like the kid's dad like skin tone wise and it's just 
it was interesting for sure. But I mean, I don't, it's not like anybody's fault. It's just, you know, you're not used to seeing black people all the time. So it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I can say I personally didn't experience any culture shock on both trips, but I kind of attribute that to me living in Korea at one point in my life. So I kind of, I push everything off, but I know people around me when it was in Vietnam, it was just, they weren't used to accommodating the food. Cause you know, Asian food has a little different, sometimes, some things have a little different kind of twist, like, you can have the rice, <laughs> but then you have a suspicious thing on the side. So a lot of, they were always complaining about the food and they would complain about the weather and they would just weren't, I could tell they had a difficulty adjusting to the culture versus me. I was like, yeah, what's in that? I don't need to know. Just put it in my plate. It was, I had a great time. <laughs> and then in Peru, um I think Kayla kind of got it right I think it was just they weren't noticed to you excuse me used to the attention and like everyone just kind of staring in awe because like they said I remember someone literally said oh you're American I thought Americans were white and yeah. I was so shook I said oh my goodness if you've never seen out been outside or even seen like what American culture is you would be so confused so definitely <laughs> Wow, that's crazy. I mean, those are, I guess those are things that you would expect. Um, and I guess um, a lot of culture shock, like, that I've experienced comes after you're, you've been there, like, for a while. Like, like, the first week is, like, that honeymoon phase. And then you're just like, <laughs> oh, wait, this is problematic. Or, oh, wait, I'm not used to this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so totally understand that. So... As far as a verdict, with all of that said, would you guys go back? Would you go back on another service trip or would you rather just go as a tourist? I've already told my mom that we're going to Peru. <laughs> so that's definitely going to be another family vacation that we do. But I definitely would go back to do service again. And um, I know some of our um, um, volunteer overseers, they were there for months or if not years and I probably do a couple months yeah you're good Kayla you said a couple months Woo. <laughs> um, <laughs> I would definitely actually plan on most of the medical schools I'm applying to I really want them to have mission trips like incorporated in some way and I'm gonna try to go every year in medical school praying I get a scholarship or something wow because I really I love it so much I love organizing them I enjoy just like the ambient ambiance woo, I'm cultured I promise and like really I extremely love it love it and I also would go on a tourist one because you know I gotta see the resort too I can't just live in the hostel <laughs> yeah speaking of hostel like I okay so Janelle is open to like staying in various places to save money but I like I've stayed in a hostel maybe like twice and I was like this ain't it chief <laughs> I don't know maybe because I'm just like bougie or something but like what was your experience in the hostel um okay so oh sorry I was gonna say first of all hostels aren't that bad don't let joy ruin it for you <laughs> they've already stayed in it so I'm asking for their opinion okay so I've stayed in um, both. So in Vietnam, it was definitely like a hostel setup, and it kind of had like had all the bunk beds, and you were in the room with some strangers. But it wasn't too bad. You just had to get a schedule right, keep your things in your little locker, keep it locked, 
and it wasn't too bad, but I think I prefer a homestay. I don't even know why I prefer a homestay. It's just maybe because <laughs> I knew the people more. I don't know. Yeah. By definitely yeah. the usual. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry. The homestay, I mean, I, I haven't had any experience in a hostel, so I can't speak too much on that. And bless y'all's hearts. But um, <laughs> the homestay, I think it was our group in general. We all got along so well and we bonded so much. We've experienced some things from each other that we probably haven't shouldn't have experienced together but it was funny um but it was just so fun to you know be in each other's company we had game nights um we watched movies everybody just fell asleep in the main room together watching a movie um it's just a great bonding experience especially with the um host family as well it was great yeah I feel like I definitely preferred host family over hostel, but I didn't stay in a hostel long term. So I guess that's a difference as well. Anyways, <laughs> um, so Courtney, what advice would you give someone looking to volunteer with volunteers around the world? Oh, um, okay. One, you can do it by yourself. Don't think you have to have a big group with you. You can do it by yourself. It probably will be a little bit more expensive but do it by yourself do something you always wanted to do go somewhere you never thought you'd go I'm sure it's going to be a life changing experience too however combo it is a lot better if you do have like a friend or two and then the application is pretty straightforward online and they will help you every single step of the way it'll never be kind of you wandering by yourself but I say just do it find something you like tap into it I really considered doing it for my gap year and just fully going to some country for a couple months, but I decided against it. I definitely could if the funds were not tight. <laughs> and COVID really didn't advice. strike. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The most important thing. Um, and our last question is for Kayla. So what advice would you, sorry, I just asked that question. Um, <laughs> Um, our last question is for Kayla. Um, why do you think it is important for Black women to travel? Um, that's a great question. I feel like it's important for us to travel um, just because I feel like for a lot of Black women especially, we are not told that we can do that. We, we're not told that we have the luxury to see cool things from different areas around the world. I think it's important to culture yourself and to get outside of your comfort zone and just, you know, make the, like, be able to have that experience. Um, traveling is not super relaxing, like, in it of itself as far as, like, you know, getting on the planes and booking everything. But once you're in the country and you're experiencing the food, the culture, <clears throat> excuse me, and the people, I mean, it's, like, the best thing ever. You'll never want to leave. Yeah, that was um, really good. And I feel like for people that like aren't very familiar with traveling, um, that's like really good advice because I guess people are kind of scared of like trying something new. Yeah, um, I agree. So thank you guys for both doing this. Um, that's pretty much all of our questions. Um, if you really like Courtney's stories, make sure you go check out her episode in a previous interview. Um. I forget which episode it was, but check it out. You'll hear more of her travel stories um, about how she grew up in 
which country? South Korea. Yeah. <laughs> how she grew up in South Korea and like how she traveled a lot throughout Asia. And then once again, thank you everyone for listening. Um, make sure you leave a review, buy some merch. Let us know if you've been traveling. We love to share some of your stories. All right. So I stopped recording.